Hey, what's up, Missoula? It's Coulter Nuanez of your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Not only does the M Store in downtown Missoula have the best and most unique Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. That's right, they're all Grizz all the time down there at the M Store, which if you haven't been into their relatively new location there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway, go check it out. You're going to find Grizz stuff that you can't find anywhere else in Missoula or anywhere else in Montana. But they also have a new Apple store inside the M store. Now, I've been using a MacBook Pro for the better part of a decade, and it is awesome. But it's also a little bit precarious to find somebody to fix it. I also have a habit of leaving my MacBook chargers in various airports across the United States. Don't worry, I've accumulated like four or five of them now because I have to rebuy them. And then they, you know, eventually find them and send them back to me. But that's here nor there. Any and all Apple products you might need, any and all Apple service you might have to have taken care of, they can help you down there at the M Store. Go check out the M Store for all of your Apple needs and all your Grizz needs. The M Store, located in the heart of downtown Missoula, where they're all Grizz all the time. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. There was a, like a local legend once upon a time and I have no ability to confirm if this is true, no real way to prove that it's true. So I'm just going to believe it's true because it's just fun to believe in things like this. There was once upon a time a local legend that Get Rich or Die Trying, 50 Cent's debut album, sold more copies per capita in Missoula County than anywhere else in the country. And that is why 50 Cent came to Missoula circa, I, I guess it would have been... This was when it was the summer after my senior year of high school. So it would have been 2005. And it was certainly one of the most fun times I've ever had. It was certainly one of the first times I ever almost got in trouble with my brother. So that was very fun. And, uh, you know, that was the beginning of the college days, basically. And uh, those were also very fun. I have no idea if that's actually true or not. I just uh, always believe that it is now here, like some 20 years later. So, so the last time you told this story on the air... <laughs> Austin Tucell sent us an anguished text it, it said to the there's text no way. Said, said there's no way. Being like, how? where is he coming up with that? And that cannot possibly be true. And we researched it and we're able to come up with no proof that I don't even know how you would check that. Yeah, you wouldn't. But and I don't know how you would disprove it either. That's that's right. That's why, that, that's why these lo- legends stay local, right? No one is now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Uh, missed anything in hour number one, the Montana Sports Hour, with a conversation about community engagement and the future of local news here in Montana, plus uh, plenty of coverage on the Big Sky Outdoor Track and Field Championships as well. Um, those wrapped up over the weekend. Greeley, Colorado, second place for both Montana State's men's and women's teams. And sixth place for both the Grizz teams, men and women. We heard from uh, the head coaches of each program as well. Uh, Doug Fraley of the uh, Montana track program and Lyle Weiss of the Montana State track program. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is uh, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the Montana State Bookstore. Nuanas Now podcast, by the way, available on each and every one of your podcast hosting platforms. If you want to be a part of the show, 
406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Keep those texts coming in. Who should we put on our summer interview uh, docket? Anybody's good. Let us know. Who's who's somebody with some Montana flavor, somebody with Montana ties or from Montana or in Montana or any of those uh, uh, affiliations work? Uh, text us, 406-888-1029. And uh, anybody that does get a hold of us today and any day joins us via the Rangish Brothers uh, RV phone line. The uh, NBA playoffs now down to four participants. Uh, an awesome Game 7 yesterday, a, a truly uh, transcendent performance by Jason Tatum for the Boston Celtics. Anybody that was uh, in the Sixers camp, I'm sure it wasn't a, a phenomenal Game 7 because the Celtics absolutely rolled. They were down 9 midway through the second quarter, rallied all the way back to take a lead before halftime, and then absolutely rolled in the second half. It brings up a lot of question marks for Philly. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But the Celtics advance uh, in the Eastern Conference playoffs to take on the Miami Heat. I believe this is the third time in the last five years these two teams have played each other in the playoffs. It is, I, I think, actually the third time in the last five years they played each other in the conference finals. This is the third conference final in the last four years for the Miami Heat. The Celtics looking for a repeat trip uh, to the NBA Finals. So that's where we're at in the East. In the West, Denver did not have much trouble with Phoenix. And uh, the, the the question of what do the Suns do from here is an interesting one. They've already done something. They fired Monty Williams over the weekend. So that's... Uh, that's Mike Budenholzer, of, formerly in Milwaukee, and now Monty Williams in Phoenix. I think both of those guys recently won NBA Coach of the Year. They're both out of jobs. Uh, so that's sort of where we're at in the uh, the win now, win right away NBA. But, I mean, I, 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 I get it to a certain extent just because of um, the, how small windows are, especially when you have superstars. Uh, sometimes, though, you also wonder – how much of it is this continuity between ownership? Uh, the Suns have a new owner, as do the Bucks, So that might be a part of it as well. Those guys might be wanting to hire their own head coaches. So uh, I don't know. I just think it's sort of crazy when, when guys have done a good job like Budenholzer and Monty Williams get an axe. But then I also understand. I mean, the, the demand is high. The investment is insane. So um, Also, it's the only move they can make, well, right? That's, the, that's the right. The Bucks have no cap room. They've got no picks because they traded yeah. all their picks in the Drew Holiday deal. Yeah. If you think you need to make a change to the team... That's really your only option. Uh, it's very true. It's also, though, sometimes I just feel bad when it's like the the Bucks' playoff fortunes got altered when Giannis got knocked out of Game 1 against the Heat and then was doubtful for Game 2 as well. I mean, if he's healthy, the whole series might be a completely different deal. He's just so pivotal to what they do. Yeah, but also the margins are thin enough in the playoffs that you can talk yourself into if you make the right change. That's right. The margins are going your way next year. I mean, the other thing that happened to the Bucks is that the Heat shot three-pointers way above what they shot in the regular season. Yep. Maybe that's something that happens. Maybe they think if they get a new coach, they can overcome that next year, though. I mean, once upon a time, the Warriors were stuck between 48 and 50 wins, and then they fired Mark Jackson after a 51-win season and hired Steve Kerr, and the rest is history. So uh, it's it sometimes, if you make the right hire... Can make a huge difference. Let's talk top 10 storylines in the NBA playoffs going on right now. This is presented by Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana has betting kiosks all across the state of Montana. If you want to find out where, you can go on their website or you can go on their app. And you can place bets from the app. But you got to be within the geofencing 
of the kiosk, or you can just go place the bets right on the machine. That's what I like to do. And uh, there's a bunch of conveniently located sports bet Montana kiosks all across the state of Montana. So we gave you the final four, but it's interesting to sort of uh, remember that Nuggets, Lakers, Celtics, Heat was the exact conference finals combination the year the NBA played the playoffs in the bubble. So, I mean, that was obviously an unforgettable time. Uh, I'll also never forget the bubble because that was when my older nephew first got into basketball because he's, you know, he's cooped up at home. He's about he's about to be four years old, so he's old enough to understand, and that's when he first started getting into it. So, you know, that, that's taken on a, a life of its own now. This kid is like uh, absolute, I mean, future uh, co-host of this show or something. He was breaking down for Andrew and I yesterday how sometimes the Celtics play – Al Horford and uh, Robert Williams at the same time. He's six. <laughs> we were entertained. But it's worth rehashing that this is the same uh, Final Four as was in the bubble. So, I don't know. It's, it's sort of interesting, right, Andrew? I think that we, we want to talk ourselves in and out of all these different teams. And even though there's been volatility uh, in a variety of different ways, I mean, even the Celtics, who are the, the betting favorite on Sportsbet Montana for the championship, uh, they've had uh, an unbelievable amount of volatility with – Ime Udoka getting fired and, and all these question marks between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, but sometimes it's a little bit more easy to predict than maybe we want to give it credit for, right? I mean, th- at least in terms of the, the Lakers are kind of a surprise here, but at least in terms of the Celtics and the Heat and the Nuggets, I mean, these teams have been here before. These are kind of the cr- cl- cream of the crop in the NBA, and, and they have been for, for the last several years. Yeah, several of the most well-run organizations in the league. What's most interesting to me is looking at, uh, you know, the difference in where these teams are between that bubble year and now. I mean, that was the f- the first year of LeBron and AD. That was a new, exciting experiment in the lake with the Lakers in the bubble. Uh, now, you know, we think we're probably on the downside of that team. For the Nuggets, it was really the first time that the Jokic Nuggets had broken through yeah. in any meaningful way in the national conversation. Now it's an expectation for them to be there. They're one of the main contenders. Uh, you know, for for the Celtics as well, same thing. Yeah. That was sort of uh, one of the first breakthroughs. They'd been around for a couple years. One of the first real breakthroughs for the Tatum-Brown Celtics. Now... Those guys should be in their primes. They're they're just in a bunch of different places uh, on the win curve, aside from the Heat, who have just sort of been been steady the entire time. I was also thinking about this. I was thinking about how uh, it's Nuanas now, by the way, uh, ESPN Radio. How Jason Tatum, our number two uh, thing you need to know about the NBA playoffs right now. Jason Tatum's fifty-one points last night the most in the history of a Game 7 ever in the NBA. So Steph Curry holds that record for uh, like two weeks, <laughs> and then Tatum broke it. It's also the most points ever scored in a closeout game, period, by a Celtic. And Jason Tatum now, I think impossible to deny, is one of the best players in the world. He was first-team All-NBA this year, you know, 51 points to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. He's, he's shown up in the playoffs big time several different times. But I couldn't help but think about this, Andrew. I couldn't help but think about how I think it's undeniable that that Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, uh, Jimmy Butler are are three of the best players in the league. They're also three of the least drama players in the league. And you have to wonder, is that the key to getting this far? Like Those guys don't get as many headlines because they're not in the news. Nobody knows who Jason Tatum's dating. Nobody cares. 
That that I think is actually advantageous to these teams getting here. Yeah, well, we got to note again that that is a new thing for Jimmy Butler, a relatively sure. new thing for Jimmy Butler, who was a drama queen in Minnesota and in Philadelphia. How much of it though is just the the organizations treating the other side no, as their I favorite it, son, right? You, you draft Carl Anthony Towns number one, so you, that's the one you're going to coddle. You blame Jimmy Butler for everything because he's a second-round draft pick. Jimmy Butler did not handle the situation well in Minnesota. We've discussed it before. I'm well, sure we'll Jimmy discuss Butler it again. Well, maybe Jimmy Butler just didn't want to live in Minnesota. <laughs> Jimmy Butler was getting paid how much money to live in well, Minnesota? I, yeah, I know. I think that Jimmy Butler is probably enjoying his life in Miami a lot more. <laughs> Regardless, you're right. You're right. It is a relatively new thing. He's grown up. He certainly has. Two points on Jason Tatum. The first, again, just how thin are the margins, right? And how much different yeah. uh, are the narratives about Jason Tatum this 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 Monday? Right. If the 76ers hadn't choked a little bit harder than he did down the stretch of that game six, right? Yep. Because he did not play well until the very, very end of that game six. And credit to him. He was 1 of 14 at one point, And then I believe he made six shots in the fourth quarter to lift. Credit to him for going six for six down the stretch of that game. But he did not play well for most of that game. And if uh, Philadelphia hadn't kept them in it by also playing poorly down the stretch, how different are we thinking about Jason Tatum? But again, I think that this game seven, he's setting records now. It sort of just validates. Yeah. Danny Ainge's pick oh, in, in that draft for the Celtics. Uh, and it does that sort of it absolutely validates. I mean, he just he just took it straight to the MVP of the NBA. Yeah, and it's the way in which he's doing it too. I'm not sure that yeah. there I I just think that Jason Tatum is sort of like the perfect player for this era of the NBA. Because he can get his shot whenever he wants. Yep. He can hurt you at all three levels, right? Like a guy like Giannis or LeBron at this point. Uh they can create their own shot very effectively, but you can force them into some tough spots. You can force them into spots where they don't want to take shots. There is none of that for Jason Tatum. That's he can right. hurt you from anywhere on the court, and he can get his shot anytime down. And he's also a good defender. He's versatile, you know, all that stuff. I, I just think it, it really validates Danny Ainge's vision of what Jason Tatum can be from that draft all those years ago. Luana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. There was two daggers of shots down the stretch that Tatum hit, and both of them were with Joel Embiid guarding him. And I thought that yesterday was really striking just in terms of the X's and O's, uh, watching it and then reading about it and you know going to all the Twitter uh, down the Twitterverse uh, on this game. Boston intentionally isolated Joel Embiid, and uh, you, they attacked him. And, and it then is one of the big questions moving forward now for the Philadelphia 76ers. Yesterday, uh, I bet as much money as I've ever bet. I, I don't actually put that much money on these games. I just go down there because I like the action. And, you know, we're just betting a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there, whatever. But yesterday, it was the most money... Uh, for a single bet on a single game that I've ever put uh, on a sports bet. Uh, and it's because I bet Boston. And I, I've had various co-hosts on this show that that think that I make way too much of body language and, and when you see sort of like a team lose its soul. But I just think it's such an important part of sports. I think it's particularly noticeable in basketball. And the reason I put... I bet the house on the Celtics yesterday 
is because you could see the moment where Philadelphia was no longer going to win the series. They were up. I think they're either up one or down one going into the fourth quarter in game six. They built a little bit of a lead, and then they gave up like a 9 nothing run. And Tatum, who was 1 of 14 to start, started shooting it. He gets on track, and all of a sudden, the Sixers melt down. Given the makeup of their team, their coach, uh, the way that the game went down, the way that they lost it at home, how emotional Joel Embiid is, uh, the, the narrative that's been omnipresent around James Harden for the duration of his career, how he can't win in the playoffs, all this stuff, uh, you could just see it. You could see it playing out. And, and as soon as they didn't win that game six, even when they were up nine points midway through the second quarter in game seven, there was absolutely no panic. I, I knew that there was no chance that the 76ers were going to win that game because they just didn't have it. And the Celtics did. And you could see the moment where they stole it from them. The thing that's crazy for the Sixers is they did have it. They won in Boston twice, and they had it. They had Boston in the palm of their hand. And then they completely let it slip away. And you could see that in the postgame press conference after Game 6 and after Game 7. These guys were completely deflated. They were completely disappointed. So that's my third point here about the NBA. Where do you go from here if you're Philly? Because you got the MVP of the league, but you're stuck in neutral. This has been where you've been at in basically the second round of the playoffs for, for a really long time. And if you can't get any farther than this, I think you got to reevaluate what you're doing. Yeah, I think you're probably going to disagree with me, but I think if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you try to bring everybody back. You try your hardest to bring James Harden back. Yeah, There are rumblings about whether he wants to go back to Houston, but I just think in this situation... He still lives in Houston, right? I believe still this, lives I, in Houston. Live yeah, he's there all, the, Houston, all yeah. the time. Um, it's rumored that they uh, might hire, I think, Nick Nurse and, and bring James Harden back. Anyway... I think that if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you try your hardest to bring everybody back, and you say, we just have to improve from within. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... Can you ask Embiid to be better than he was this year, or is it about everybody else? I mean, in the playoffs, you can, and yeah. I think that you have... I How, mean, But, like, yesterday, he looked tired. He looked a little bit slow. Can he do it? Can he be better than he was? Or is he always going to be worn down? It's a great question. He I, got think his MVP. I think that your best bet is to count on that improvement from him rather than trying to blow well, things up and well, make... Don't you think, just given his personality and how it's so clear he wants to be an alpha dog, that actually winning the MVP is great because now he doesn't have to go prove he can do that ever again? Yeah, and I think he was kind of over it by the end of the season even, right. too, because that narrative just swallowed up so much of everything else of the yeah. conversation around the league. But I think that, that, I don't really necessarily want to vouch for load management, but if there's one guy you want to load manage a little bit, it's that guy. He's just the biggest guy on the court. We were just laughing watching him. We've seen him hundreds of times, and yet it's still just comical how big this dude is. So it, one guy that does need some load management is him. Well, and also there, there are distinct things for him to still work on in the sure. offseason, yeah. right? You can say... Well, look what happened to you in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Your conditioning needs to be better. Look yep. what happened to you yep. in Game 7. You couldn't post up Al Horford because the Celtics were so aggressive in bringing help. Yep. We can work on getting better at passing out of those double teams. We can work sure. at becoming a more commanding post presence. I just think you, you, it's so difficult to get to this spot. And even if it's been disappointing, I think your best shot is bringing everybody back and just counting on you know, maybe the little off-season work, maybe the added motivation from losing again in the second round. Maybe just, you know, they've been there. Yeah. 
that's that sort of experience it accumulates upon itself and it's not linear right it's not saying well they've lost in the second round four times in a row they're never going to break through it's it's like Giannis said yeah. after they were eliminated is this year a failure right or is this year a step towards success and I just think that again if you've got the MVP and you've got a great secondary player in James Harden and you've got great player you know good role players around them and guys like Tyrese Maxey and even a guy like Tobias Harris your best team building route is just to try to bring those guys back and hope that that accumulated success you know it's, it's like we were talking about the only way you can get good at walking up mountains right. is to walk up mountains. The only way to really get good at winning playoff series in the NBA is to play playoff series in the NBA. For sure. The haters would say, this is the only place James Harden can get you to. And being that it's in Philadelphia and this is the only, this is a, as high as they could rise, that to me is the biggest challenge for the offseason for the 76ers, is dealing with all of that noise. There's already a story on The Athletic about how Doc Rivers needs to be fired. So that's the next step. Is I agree with you. I think they should try to run it back with these guys. They got the MVP. You know, I mean, they're in the Final Eight. Honestly, the worst matchup in the NBA for the 76ers is the Celtics. So, you know, you don't want to, like, pray that you just don't play them. But either way, you know, you did lose to your one team that is the bad matchup for you. I don't know. I agree with you. that Now they're just going to have to deal with, you know, all... Uh, of the noise. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, all things NBA. Uh, we got more to get to, uh, and I, I promise we won't we won't take 10 minutes on each subject because we kind of got the lay of the land. Seven more interesting facts about the NBA playoffs presented by Sportsbet Montana. That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things, from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Did you know Nate Dog had a son that played at Montana State for a brief minute in time? <laughs> That's crazy. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Also, did you know Richard Sherman's brother played wide receiver at Montana State once upon a time? It's all sorts of crazy connections 
in the state of Montana. Hope you're having a, a great start to your week. Happy Monday, everybody. And uh, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Continued conversation here about the NBA playoffs. It is presented by Sportsbet Montana. We'll be giving you updates on the NBA playoffs uh, all the way through uh, the NBA Finals. We are into the conference finals now. Yesterday, the Celtics uh, dispatched of the Philadelphia 76ers, so they move into the Eastern Conference Finals against the Miami Heat. And uh, in the West, both the Nuggets and the Lakers won pretty convincingly in six games each. And uh, now they play a rematch of the 2020 Western Conference Finals. So we're giving you uh, 10 fun facts about uh, the NBA, although we we rambled and ranted about the first three. So uh, we will keep on, and uh, we'll pause and extrapolate as needed. Number four, uh, I, I always like to admit when I'm wrong because I like to gloat so much when I'm right. I was so wrong about the Miami Heat, and it's actually turned on its face. And, uh, you know, I actually pivoted very quickly after watching them. I bet against them big time in the play-in games against both Chicago and Toronto. They proved me wrong, threw it in my face, and now here they are in the conference finals, although... I quickly started betting the Heat. Uh, as soon as Giannis got hurt, I've been betting the Heat ever since the very beginning. So uh, they changed my mind quickly, and at some point we got to just believe in the culture, I think, because this is the third uh, conference finals in the last four years for this uh, iteration uh, of the Miami Heat. So uh, pretty interesting what Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, and crew have been able to build down there on South Beach. Five, uh, interesting fact, Lakers are the first team to start 2-10 and 10 and make it to the conference finals. Uh, so much of it was the midseason moves that they made. They got rid of Russell Westbrook. They rebuilt the whole uh, second part of their rotation. And they, they hit uh, at a high level with a variety of guys. I mean, even if you saw a lot of potential in them, who thought Austin Reeves was going to become – I mean, this guy's going to get paid like at least 50 if not as much as like $90 million for what he's been able to do the second half of the season in the stretch run of the playoffs. So there's a certain element of, of luck as well, but the Lakers deserve a ton of credit. And now they play a team that I think, uh, in terms of the narrative of their their franchise, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Celtics for sure, but you already got Jason Tatum signed up to a max contract. You're probably going to give Jalen Brown, after his All-NBA campaign, a max contract. So even though there's a lot of pressure on the Celtics, I think you know what your immediate future is in Boston. You're going to ride those two guys for as long as you can. you probably got four, at least, if not five, six more years of that duo and as good as they can be. At this point, for LeBron James and the Lakers, anything after this is just a cherry on top, although you know LeBron wants a different ring or another ring, excuse me. But I think that the team that has the most pressure on them uh, in terms of of proving they can do it with the core that they got is the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Jamal Murray's back to full strength. Jokic is a multiple-time MVP. They got better role players, better depth than they have uh, in the past. So I think there's a a lot of pressure uh, on the Nuggets, uh, even though they are not the betting favorites to win the championship. Uh, what do you think? I mean, is the is Denver the team that has the most pressure on them? Yeah, I think that um I think for getting through this series, yes. I think you could make an argument about the Celtics if they get to the finals and lose again. Yeah. Ton of pressure on them if they uh, you know, to not lose in the finals for the second year in a row. But I, you got the, you got the scapegoat cuz you got the coach. You could always blame it on Missoula. Yeah, but if you're the Nuggets and you win this series and you lose in the finals, that's still a step forward, right? No, for you sure. can still build sure. off that for for going into next year, right? You can still say, "Well, look, we're still in the upswing. We went further than we ever have before." 
Um, you know, ironically, if you lose in the finals as the Celtics for the second year in a row, is it's like, well, have we plateaued here? Which is a ridiculous thing to say, losing yeah. in the NBA Finals, but still. They just have such a unique situation because they, they know who their two best guys are, and they're about to have both of those guys under contract for the foreseeable future. So then it just all comes down to who do you put around those guys. But you already, you already know you got the two guys. I mean, you have to, based on the All-NBA awards, you have two of the ten best guys in the league. Right, but it's also going to start to become a lot more difficult to put this caliber of role player around them. That's right. When Jalen Brown's Supermax extension kicks That's in. That's right. That's right. They also have the good fortune, though, that some of their other role players are just old. It's true. Like, how much more, how many good, more good minutes? I mean, Al Horford just had one of the great defensive performances we've seen. He shut down the MVP. And, but, I mean, Al Horford's like 40. I mean, Al Horford has to be one of, if not the oldest players in the NBA right now. And, and Marcus Smart, his best days are behind him. I don't know. It, it is interesting, though. Uh, you're right, though. I think that that's what kind of makes this Final Four, this NBA Conference Finals, uh, sort of unique, though. Because, like, I would say the 76ers, their performance or lack thereof has a much bigger impact on the, the immediate future of their franchise and of their team as any of these four left. Again, another sort of check mark to less drama equals more success in the NBA at this exact moment. Yeah, one thing that I'm sure I know is that the Heat are the one of these four teams that are just playing with house money right that, now. That's right. That's exactly right. And they already, you know... That Bam out of bio contract from I think last offseason is going to look like one of the best deals ever if he even just sustains where he's at or if he gets better, unbelievable. I mean, it's crazy because it seemed like two years ago when he signed an 185 million dollar deal that that's like an unbelievable amount of money and now everybody's getting 100 million more than that when they get these max and super max deals. So uh, pretty wild. The Heat have been a three of the last four conference finals. At what point do we just trust the culture? We already talked about that a little bit. Uh, Coming down the stretch of the regular season and coming into the playoffs, that is Nuanas Dow. This is our uh, NBA segment presented by Sportsbet Montana. Down the stretch and into the playoffs, I, I was convinced that the champion was coming out of the East. That's because I thought that the champion was going to be Milwaukee. I also thought that the second-best championship contender was probably Boston. And uh, I don't think that anymore. I actually think now... But I think the champion will come out of the West. What do you think, Andrew? I'm not necessarily asking you to pick a champion, but does does it seem to you as if the Western Conference is the more challenging of the conference finals? It does seem like that, and for that reason, you know, I think maybe that, it's the opposite. Yeah, we we talked about you're more, not underestimating the Heat anymore. Yeah. The fact is that the Boston Celtics have the easiest of the two conference finals matchups. That's right, and. That's you why they're the betting favorites to win the title. Particularly if the Lakers make it out. I don't see the Lakers, if they win the Western Conference Finals, winning it in fewer than six games. And for the Lakers, who are relying on 38-year-old LeBron James and injury-prone Anthony Davis, you get regime in there to crumple up some paper. And <laughs> Anthony Street clothes Davis. Oh, man. That is a big deal. Every game that they have to play in the conference finals and every close game that they have to expend every amount of energy in the last five minutes in the conference finals, even if they make it out, is going to take a toll on them in the NBA finals. So again, we're not underestimating the heat here. We are not. Yeah. But the Boston Celtics have the easiest road to the NBA finals, and I think that will help them a lot in the NBA finals. So I think that 
Uh, I know you've got the betting odds on here. Yeah. I think that they are rightly the favorite and very nearly favored against the field. No, I was now ESPN Radio. Last week when Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal cumulatively just had like the schoolgirl giggles during Inside the NBA uh, over Anthony Davis. It was it was so funny, but I, I couldn't help but think to myself, you know, the legend of Michael Jordan and, and his competitive nature, but also just sometimes how demanding and how over-demanding of a teammate he was. All I kept thinking of is how much the world and the NBA has changed because it seems like LeBron James, first of all, is is so mature and he has such great perspective. But you can also tell LeBron James knows the drill with Anthony Davis. He knows it's every other AD, right? He knows that sometimes he's going to look like one of the best players in the league and other times he's going to no-show. We just got to get more AD to show up than AD to not show up. And it seems like LeBron understands that. I was just having such a belly laugh about if it was so consistently inconsistent and Anthony Davis was playing with Michael Jordan, how, you know, there's all these stories of Michael Jordan smacking guys during practice, punching them in the face. (laughs) I think MJ's punching Anthony Davis. I think that LeBron James deserves a lot of credit for sort of understanding and having perspective. It is so crazy, though, how consistent it is. It's like one night he'll be 23 and 14. The next night he's rolling on the floor like he just got hit by a truck because he's, you know, he's Mr. Glass. Every time he falls down, he just needs a a 10-minute break on the bench. It's truly amazing to watch, but I guess the reason the Lakers are in this thing is because every other, he is one of the best players in the league. Well, and that's why it was such easy money after the Lakers went up 3-1. Warriors in Game 5 back in San Francisco, and then Lakers, of course, in Game 6 back in L.A. I mean, it's like, you know, especially with LeBron on the team because he's so smart about this stuff. He's the guy who we're talking about, you know, the only way you learn how to win playoff series is by playing playoff series. He has more of that type of experience than anybody in the league since when? Since Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan and Dwayne Wade retired? Yeah. Right. There's nobody in his generation who has that level of experience of how to you know, manage a playoff series and how to manage what he's got on his team and put that against, you know, what the other guys have got on that team. He's, you know, he's like an old, he's like Jamie Moyer, you know, he's just picking <laughs> his spots. Uh, like an old 35-year-old, I guess, Justin Verlander now. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron James and Jamie Moyer. LeBron remains a little bit more explosive. Dwight is now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television. It is our NBA uh, interesting storylines as we reach the final four of the playoffs. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We'll take one more break, and then we'll give you some uh, the betting favorites to win the title, plus how many games are these series going to go? We'll break it down next. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. Yeah, I mean, the sooner you call us, the better. You know, we're available 24-7, consultations are free, and when you've been in that accident, insurance companies are going to be jumping all over you to talk. So give us a call first and get yourself an attorney. 406-640-4444 or online, montanaadvocates.com. Free consultations, the Montana Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. They say... 
that Game 7s in the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best of all the Game 7s in sports. I love all Game 7s. I think they're sweet. But that seems to be the uh, the notion. We got a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup playoffs coming up here on ESPN uh, right after tonight's show. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The Seattle Kraken, who we are an affiliate for, they are in the midst of, uh, well, I don't think this is an exaggeration to say, the greatest uh, season in their team's history. They've only been around for two years. They won a playoff series. They are now playing a Game 7 tonight against Dallas for the right to go to the Western Conference Finals. The uh, Las Vegas Knights await the, uh, the Seattle Kraken. And uh, that'd be a pretty wild series between Vegas and Seattle. Neither one of those teams have been around. Those are the two newest teams uh, in the NHL. Uh, but first, the Kraken got to take care of business tonight against the Stars. This has been an electric series when it comes to goal scoring. Uh, so we'll have the action uh, here on ESPN Radio uh, right after the game. Uh, game 7 tonight, Dallas Stars. It's in Dallas. But here's the way that the series has played out so far. The Kraken won game one, five to four. They lost four to two in game two. They won game three, seven to two, then lost six to three and five to two to set up. Uh, and then they won game six, six to three. So there's been, uh, count them up, four games with at least six goals in this series uh, already. And all but one of the games has had at least five goals on one side. So uh, pretty darn impressive. Uh what do we do? We have any scout on tonight's game? I mean, this has been a totally unpredictable series because there's just been like handfuls of goals scored in every game. Yeah, I mean, if you you read off those scores, you can get a pretty accurate picture of what this series has been in every game. It seems like there's been a team that's put together just this flurry of goal scoring. You score three goals in five minutes. You score a couple goals in a minute, whatever. So I, I think for Seattle tonight, it really comes down to the goaltender Philip Grubauer. He's been really good for them all series, uh, all playoffs, in fact. Uh, he's a guy with a ton of playoff experience. You know, he was on Colorado's cup-winning team last year. Yeah. Uh, both of these teams are going to come out really aggressively. I think both of these teams are going to have periods where they have the upper hand in the game, where they're peppering the opposing goalie with a lot of shots. Uh, in every game so far, one of the guys in the mass has broken and given up that flurry of goals. Right. Seattle just needs Philip Grubauer to not be that guy tonight. We'll have all the action right after the show here today. If you missed anything in today's show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Nuanas Now podcast probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. You want to find out how Blackfoot can help you and your small business, visit goblackfoot.com. The Inouye's Now podcast also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore, your go-to place for blue and gold on game day or any other day when you're on the Montana State campus. Uh, last couple things about the NBA. Here's the betting favorites going in the conference finals. By the way, there's no games tonight. The conference finals commence tomorrow. But Boston is the uh, the favorite to win the title, plus 102. So that means you put 100, you win 102. So basically even odds for the Celtics to win the championship. The Nuggets are next at plus 215. The Lakers are third at plus 280. And the Heat are fourth at plus 1250. So long shot for Miami. Vegas also thinks 
that the West is going to go seven games. That's basically even odds for a seven-game series, and there's pretty close to even odds for the Eastern Conference Finals to go five games. So Vegas leaning pretty heavily on the Celtics. Uh, I, I do. I don't know what I think of the West though, because I do. I do think that, like you mentioned, LeBron James is the ultimate series manager. So I think that his ideal management would to be to make this thing end in six and get to the finals. Uh, I, I think if the series goes seven in the West, the Denver's going to win it because the game seven would be in Denver. I think the Lakers are going to have to close it out before they get to game seven in Denver if they're going to win it. But I'm not sure uh, about the Nuggets being favored against the Lakers. I, I do think this is a coin flip series, especially if L.A. can find some way to win one of the first two games. I mean, that was the thing that changed the entire Last series against the Warriors, they won game one in Oakland, and then they were in control. It didn't matter. They could just get whipped the next couple times out if they just stayed a step ahead, stayed a step ahead. So I think that's what it comes down to. But Denver's been one of the best teams in the in the uh, NBA in, at home uh, in the regular season and during the playoffs. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. These first two games in Denver become so huge because of exactly what you said and exactly what happened in the last series. Lakers jump out to a 1-0 lead, and from there you sort of can manage the series a little bit because you know you're going home no worse than 1-1. I think that if the Nuggets can win both of these first two games at home, things become really, really difficult for the Lakers, even if they do manage uh, to win both of their games, three and four at home. Uh, So that's what I'm watching. In the East, I think, you know, five games, maybe I think Miami pushes this at least to six. I see. I was going to bet on at least – I don't know what I'm going to bet on in that series, but I do think I'm going to bet it to last longer than five games. Yeah, I like that because I think, you know, Jimmy Butler is going to have – at least one and probably two games where he just steals it. And for as much as we were just praising Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to have one one down game, one shock or two. Sure. Uh, if, if these games are close, the crunch time advantage, I think because of the coaches, hugely goes towards Miami. So maybe they, they keep one of these first two games close and steal it in crunch time because I think Eric Spolstra is uh, much, much better than Joe Missoula down the stretch of these games. One last uh, newsworthy note for you. The Montana Grizz football team picked up a uh, a transfer quarterback in the offseason. That seems like something that we've talked about a lot over the last several years. But another transfer incoming to Montana, Clifton McDowell, uh, has ultimately settled on the Grizzlies, at least for now. Uh, this guy was at... Louisiana, and then he was at Central Arkansas, and then he was uh, getting recruited by the Grizz, committed to Southern instead, and then decommitted, and now he's back committed to the Grizz. Yeah, and a a JUCO stop, in fact, between Louisiana and Central Arkansas as well. Uh, A guy who we talked about a little bit when he first picked up that Grizz offer uh, when he was in the transfer portal out of Central Arkansas. Um, You know, a guy who, like you said, has bounced around a lot, really only got consistent playing time that JUCO year at Kilgore College in Texas. Showed really well there. A guy who has the potential, I think, to be a dual threat guy. He's a big guy. He's 6'4", 220. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that just shows you a different look from Sam Vidlak in certain situations. Sure. Uh, Maybe he got different packages. Certainly he'll have a chance to win the job in camp. Uh, But, yeah, a guy who we were monitoring because he got a, a... 
offer from the Grizz in the transfer portal, committed to Southern, did the whole photo shoot and everything. Man. And then Friday announced that he was decommitting. This weekend shows up in, in Montana Grizzlies gear, and I think just today officially announced that he was committing. I can't wait to have this young man on the show. Can't wait to talk to him. Can't wait to get to know him. Uh, all I know, though, is that that uh, last several years of uh, bouncing around, that's not necessarily aligned with exactly what the Grizz want, but obviously they want this guy else. They wouldn't be bringing him in. And I also think that uh, it's a reaffirmation that, one, Bobby Houck always wants to have a quarterback competition during fall camp, point-blank period. And if the internal thought is that Sam Vidlack already won that competition against the other guys that are currently in the program, then you want to bring in somebody else to push him. Uh, so that might be a part of this, uh, just sort of renewed motivation. And also maybe they just wanted another arm because you do have Sam Vidlack at Oregon State and Boise State transfer. You have Chris Brown who started games but has had his ups and downs to be sure and has struggled mightily at times, especially in big games for the Grizz. And then A.J. Abbott left the program in the offseason, and Caden Hewitt's the only other guy there. So uh, maybe it's as simple as the Grizz want four quarterbacks. Maybe it's as simple as Bobby Houck can't go into a fall camp without a quarterback competition going on. Or maybe it is a little bit more complicated, and they want some uh, different packages, and, and Brent Pease wants to have a little bit of a running quarterback Maybe they finally are realizing that you got to have two quarterbacks to get through a season because that's sort of, I mean, they haven't had a, qu- a starting quarterback from start to finish in a season in 10 years. So uh, maybe they're finally realizing that part. I don't know. There's a lot that maybe goes into this decision to bring uh, Clifton McDowell to the Grizz. Yeah, and again, although he hasn't really latched on anywhere and, and found a spot and found an opportunity anywhere, it's a, a guy with a lot of potential. He's a three-star guy coming out of high school in Texas. Yeah. He had obviously went to Louisiana Lafayette. He had multiple other FBS offers coming out of high school. Like I said, 6'4", 220. I mean, he's a great-looking athlete. He got the frame and got yeah. the athleticism for it for sure. Yeah, I mean, I you know, well, looking at his Twitter picture and then watching his highlight film, I was like, well, I mean... He's certainly a Division One athlete. There's no question about it. So it just be interesting to see where he fits into uh, the quarterback room. We shall effort at Clifton McDowell uh, sometime later on this week. I had a whole other segment prepared about, uh, guess what, of course, conference realignment. But there was several conference uh, conference meetings in recent weeks, and there was a, a I thought, very intriguing and uh, potentially inflammatory story in Sports Illustrated. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We also have our Treasure State Stars our good buddy Justin Angle will swing by. Uh, we got some free Tagliari for you and uh, a whole bunch of other to-be-determined things. But we appreciate you for spending some time with us here uh, on your Monday, and uh, we'll have a full slate of guests for you throughout the rest of the week as well. Go enjoy the sunshine. I got to get out of here. I'm going to a concert at the Wilma. Can't wait. Comfort concert season begins, at least for this guy, uh, this evening. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Thanks so much for listening. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanez Now archived as well on the Nuanez Now podcast.
One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come, so if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana.